The monoculture may be over, but a perfect pop song can still unite us. Join the ringer on our quest to find the song of the summer. We're digging through streaming service charts and playlists, think pieces, and social media memes to calculate what we think will be the song that stands the test of time. Visit theringer.com now to view the official mathematical guide to the 2017 Song of Summer. Special edition of the Channel 33 Music Pod. On today's episode, we will discuss a rapper you might know from this top 10 Billboard hit. Or maybe his Sprite commercial with LeBron James. I still wouldn't tell you to drink Sprite. I'd ask you. The King of Teens has just released his debut album, Teenage Emotions. We're going to attempt to answer the burning question. Is Little Yachty any good? I'm Donnie Quag, East Coast Bureau Chief at The Ringer. I'm joined from L.A. by Ringer staff writer Micah Peters. Hey, yo. Micah, what's up? And here in studio in New York, none other than Joe Budden. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. It's Ringer staff writer Justin Charity. What's up, Justin? You cannot Friends. tell me. <laughs> Friends, fellow adults. <laughs> it's great to be here, man. Now, Micah and Justin had a very spirited debate about the merits of Yachty on a piece that was published on TheRinger.com. In case you haven't read that yet, I'm going to allow each of them to present their thesis statement on Little Yachty. And Micah, since you're a big fan of his, you can go first. Okay, first of all, I am uncomfortable. I feel like the narrative is getting away from me as far as this big fan thing goes. <laughs> oh, look, already. No, already. I'm not right. backing off of the fact that like, I feel that Justin is very harsh in his criticism of Little Yachty. I just think, okay, so basically it's this. Yachty has been making this weirdo outsider pop like since one night which is his first and biggest song so far uh like millions of streams that sort of thing um since then he's basically been fighting to be taken seriously or right and we're saying we're we're talking about his from 2015 to now basically the last two years yeah basically uh so over the course of two years he's had at least two maybe three hits which is enough to say that Yachty has hits considering the span of his career. Um, But this is kind of like the culminating moment. Uh, And I will say that as far as Teenage Emotions goes, and I said this in the piece, it will probably not win you over if you are not already on board. Um, But, I mean, like, it's fun. It's, it's It's a fun album. It's a fun listen. It's a little too long at 19 tracks, I think. I think Justin would agree. Um, well, Justin, you weren't on board. You're not on board. Yeah. So my counterpoint to Micah in general and in the piece that we wrote today, uh, Friday, um, is basically that I don't think Yachty is weird. And I don't think he is all of these things that I think Micah is giving him too much credit for. I think he is he makes music that is a weird uh or I would say a very normy facsimile of what a very boring person thinks weird is, which is to say that like he talks like Tommy Pickles and he <laughs> like he's doing like a weird shtick of what like an AI robot's conception of what a teen is, as opposed to having interesting youthful ideas. I feel like he's doing an impersonation of a teenager more than I feel like he's being an actually interesting teenager. Well, well let's re- let's think- rewind for two seconds and just I'll do a quick 
bio in case anybody hasn't heard of Little Yachty. I really highly doubt you haven't. But uh, Little Yachty is 19 years old. He's from Atlanta. Uh, a couple years ago, he moved to New York. Uh, he kind of came up in the Tumblr generation, so uh, grew up with the internet. He claims that he was big on LimeWire. Uh, I guess that's not really claims to be. He was big on, you know, like downloading music, making a Tumblr pages and stuff. So basically a child of the internet. Uh, and as Micah said, he, he broke with a couple songs, Minnesota and One Night were two of them. Broccoli. Broccoli with Drum, which was his biggest hit, but it's not his song, it's Drum's song. And basically he's become a very divisive figure in hip hop because for better or worse, he's become the face of this new generation uh, with his red beads. He's the Lena Dunham of rap music. Let's wow. Just, let's just cut wow. to the He's the Lena Dunham of contemporary rap <laughs> music. That's a compliment. Music. I mean, that's the thing. It's arguably a compliment. Like, it, in a sense, it definitely is. But in a different sense, you know, that's a very polarizing sort of thing to be. Right. So he's polarizing I mean, like he's and he's divisive. He's an entertaining old, weirdo or an, an idiot savant, whichever you choose. Or just an idiot. Or just an idiot. I, I want to like, leave listen, that. But here's the thing. So he has become divisive, as we're discussing, but it's interesting how he's become a flashpoint at, at sort of this generational schism, because famously old heads like Ebro and Justin Charity don't understand, don't understand Yachty. <laughs> and meanwhile, Yachty is proclaiming himself the king of the teens and representing, and he is, to be fair, he's 19 years old. So he has been the poster child for this young versus old debate, and I think those battle lines are kind of drawn in your debate. Um, Am I right? Yeah. I you're mean, wrong. Well, you're actually okay, wrong. So I'm going to start with... No, because I, I think <laughs> yeah, we should start yeah, with why he's wrong. wrong. All right, go ahead. Well, just because... And I think this is an important thing to draw out up front, right? So, like, the terms that Donnie just set up, right, is the idea that there's young and there's old, and whether you like little Yachty basically depends on where you fall on that divide. I mean broad strokes he's a yeah, Rorschach yeah, sure. test kind I don't of, yeah. necessarily I, like I think and I think that we were talking about this last night while we were finishing you know finishing up the piece is that I think that me and Charity can agree that he's kind of unfairly made to answer for his entire generation but it's an, it's a role that he willfully accepts I guess right. um, but to speak to you talking about the era in which he grew up I think I was listening to the last track on the album, Made of Glass, which is like this auto-tune, free association, stream of teen stream of consciousness thing that he does in auto-tune. It's very pretty, uh, very aesthetically pleasing. It's very pretty. Very, like, and I, and I mean, also simple and blunt and very obvious, but in the same way that I was thinking about and this is going to be an unfair comparison, but I mean, like, if I'm listening to Pinocchio's story, like on Kanye on VH1 Storytellers, that is a very clumsy song. Like, <laughs> you're thinking about, there's no Gucci I can buy, there's no Louis Vuitton to put on, there's no YSL they can sell to get my heart out of this hell. Is very stupid, if you think about it in a <laughs> vacuum. But, I mean, as is made of glass, but it's endearing because you think that that's the words that they have to express the things that they're feeling. And I think that I can suspend disbelief long enough to entertain that thought. And I think that the disconnect is that Charity can't do that. Well, I think Charity, you make an interesting point in the piece comparing him to Soldier Boy. And we had some discussions last night about how he's sort of the evolutionary result of Soldier Boy to Lil B and now Yachty. 
in the sense of the way he connects with his fans and also the way he brands himself and how his brand is almost bigger or has transcended his music. I mean, is that fair to say? Yeah, I think that's fair to say. And it's mm-hmm. sort of why I think mm-hmm. that it's not necessarily great that we sort of reduce Yachty to this thing of like being a generational bludgeon, right? Because I'm young enough that I also grew up using LimeWire and also grew up <laughs> with a few Tumblr accounts, right? Um, and I guess I look at Yachty in the sense of somebody who does get Soldier Boy and like Soldier Boy and does get Little B and likes Little B. Um, but doesn't really think that Yachty is doing a lot of... I, I don't think he's doing very much interesting, and I don't think he has songs in the way that either of those artists have songs. Uh, but also reading your take today, you seem to imply, or maybe even directly state, that there's like a cynicism in, in little Yachty's branding, or that he's very, you know, he's manipulating. Well, he thinks that there's a cynicism in Yachty fandom. And... I th- well, I think no, I don't. I think they, I think it's both, right? I think you know, obviously. So Donnie's my editor, right? And one thing that happens a lot in pieces is <laughs> you get the classic note, the show don't tell note. And to me, it's like you listen to Lil Uzi Vert, and like you listen to Uzi's music, you listen to Kodak Black's music, you listen to Young Thug's music, and a lot of their music is youthful, and it's stuff that like if you played it for somebody who was born in 1990 or earlier, they might or not 19, like maybe like 1980 or earlier they might be like, what is this? This isn't real hip-hop, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And so they, they sort of wear this mantle, right, of being the new wave. But it's not a thing that they spend all day telegraphing in a way that, like, Little Yachty became this sort of this so-called, like, teen icon by virtue of the fact that, like, it, it's not so much that his music feels that new or that innovative compared to Little B and Soldier Boy before him. It's just that... Isn't it's like the, a walking press release just saying mantle, teen all the time. Isn't it's that like, the mantle I'm a teen, I'm a teen. It's not a musical It's the mantle that was bestowed upon him, and he's embraced it instead of running away from it. Uh, I think it's a combination of both. I think he's branded himself that way since the Little Boat tape. And to be fair, But to be thing. fair again, though, among all the artists you named, he's the only one that's an actual teenager. Yeah, yeah, I, sure. and I mean, no, Kodak is Kodak is a teenager. Isn't Kodak? Kodak's like forty-two years old. Man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, anyway, Micah. Know, I mean, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that he's fashioned himself into this sort of vessel for internet irony, and uh, I think that. That being the case, if you really wanted to, you can you can sift through or keep pulling layers back until you find something to like or hate. I mean, uh, to be I mean, like yes, you're correct that his branding like is is more important than the music actually is, but and that's out of order and you know to the way that we normally understand the way that music is supposed to function. But I don't necessarily think it's a problem if you enjoy the red hair and the beads and the jewelry and the and the rainbow color grills hanging yeah, off I mean, the music more so than you enjoy the actual music. I think that that's just kind of... I, I think it's okay to do that sometimes. What, um, what do you guys make of, of the album cover? Because the album cover obviously came before the album, and again, it was very polarizing. Well, maybe not very polarizing, but people reacted to it. What were the reactions to it? Well, you know, okay, so the album cover is, is Yachty in a, in a movie theater in the center of the frame, and he's surrounded by 
Uh, I think two guys kissing. Uh, One girl with uh, vitiligo. Um, yeah. Basically a 2017 Benetton ad. <laughs> and, you know, some might say that, I mean, the way I look at that is that that's great. That's amazing, you know, that he's representing, he's all inclusive. Now, Justin, I would imagine you would think that'd be a, a bit more of a, a marketing ploy? No, I don't look at it as a marketing ploy, but it's just when I look at that cover, I don't think of it as inclusive. I don't think of it as a like, this is trying to include everyone. I'm like, mm, this is trying to very starkly declare that this is a very middle brow cultural product. That's what I got from looking at it. I mean, okay, but if you're talking about it and like this is a very middle brow cultural product. I mean, is that with the understanding of a 29-year-old or a 19-year-old? I, I honestly think that this Why is like... Matter? I think I, it doesn't matter to you. I'm just saying that you're, if you're placing intention on something, mm -hmm. I think that you have to, like, you have to meet it on its terms. I, like, yes, in a vacuum, like, if you're talking about it, if you're looking at it from the top down, like you are, as, a, as, a, as, as, uh, as Justin Charity, the person, I think that you because you have a greater understanding of those things can think that it's, you know, uh, clumsy or whatever. And I think on the other side of that, you can indulge it, I think. But I think that, like, again, I don't get where this is coming from. Like, I, I'm not calling it clumsy. If anything, I think it's the opposite of clumsy. I think it's very careful. But I think it's, mm -hmm. again, if we, if we were talking before about the lineage, right? Soldier Boy, mm -hmm. Little B, I would, I would throw Young Lean in there. Um, and then Yachty and I think the main thing the reason I say that about the album cover is just because I think the only reason that Little Yachty has achieved this sort of um, weird placement in I want to say like like target ads yeah he's Nautica. achieved this weird placement yeah. because he said that like as much as I am musically and stylistically derived from these other people the thing that I'm going to do that's going to make me viable in those lanes is be like I am middle brow I am not soldier boy I am not doing like countless Vlad TV interviews where I'm like flashing my tats and shooting at cameras I think that's literally <laughs> the only difference and the trade off is that on the one hand Yachty is middle brow where those other guys aren't so there's a bit more of a sort of Commercial the the commercial horizon I think is brighter for him. The unfortunate sort of counterbalance to that is that he makes worse music than either of the other people that I mentioned. But I don't think that I don't I would not call the album cover clumsy. I think it's smart. Right. Well, well, moving on to the music then, uh, maybe Micah, you can answer this. If how does it compare in your opinion to his previous work, like his mixtapes? Is it like uh, pro progress or um, is it just more of the same? I think that he's gotten like slightly better at songcraft, uh, but elsewhere, like on say Summer Songs Two, there was it mined like early two thousands nostalgia, like people that were watching Nicktoons or right. Toonami. Uh, there were like songs that sounded like Nintendo games and <laughs> other ones that sounded like. Um, the credit screens on anime shows like that. There was there was stuff like that. This how album, does Justin not like this guy? I know that's the thing. If there's the one song <laughs> from speaking your language, where he sampled Yeah, he sampled Greenberg from like he sampled he sampled the song from Cowboy Bebop, and Justin was like, nah, no, <laughs> like, but like it, anyway, narcissism of small differences. It really is. This. I mean, like, okay, so, for instance, there was a song called Run Running on Summer Songs 2 uh, that uses, like, a very, like, blatant Nintendo sample. 
uh, like, you know, eventually in the course of the song, it kind of bursts out of its confines and runs over the floor like, you know, so much soap suds or whatever. <laughs> There's not really a song like that outside of All Around Me on Teenage Emotions. It mostly the, feels that's like... That's the one with YG. Yeah, it's the one with I, YG and, and Kamaya. Kamaya. Yep. Um, I think that... Uh, this album is weirdly more like 80s pop fan service and I don't think that like you know we we have Bruno Mars for that um but I mean like it's it's and half some of the songs are good but like a lot of them like it like I was saying in the piece like you know it hits as often as it misses it's it's almost exactly 50-50 and 19 tracks is too many again 21 tracks actually right uh is it I was I'm pretty sure it's, it's, it's 21. It's yeah, 21. It's 70 minutes long. Mm. And, and, and it's already been discussed, but I mean, it's it's clearly, this is a kind of ploy to get streaming. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I like it's goose the numbers a little bit. Yeah. It's it definitely, it's kind of, it's a streaming hustle. Uh, and, but I mean, like, honestly, again, like it's a, the music itself is a vehicle for Yachty, the character, which I am a like. I like. I've. I've. Uh, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of Yachty, the character, not so much Yachty, the musician. I do want to say. I do. You were saying this a few minutes ago, Micah. I do think that's an interesting way and in a, in a new thing, frankly, or not yeah. totally new, but the idea of like being a fan of somebody who is ostensibly a musician but who really the part they play is that they're a character in a landscape i actually thought last night when we were writing this piece together uh i thought about taiga who is somebody who i think we (laughs) would talk about less fondly but to me it's i think what frustrates me right is like so if you look at someone like taiga taiga is somebody who exists as a lesser character in the kardashian universe right right and taiga also made rack city he is a rapper Mm -hmm. he's a rapper that not many of us enjoy listening to <laughs> but he's a rapper but the point is like when we talk about Tyga online like if we were if we were all talking on rap twitter about Tyga today nine times out of ten it would be about something that has nothing to do with an actual Tyga right, like record a, a yeah. repossessed car or something right like that. Yeah. <laughs> totally yeah. Yeah. Um, and it to me it's like it's totally it's totally fine if that's the the framework that we want to always think of Tyga as even though he's ostensibly a rapper but the thing that brings me to sanity at the end of the day is that the three of us can agree that that's what we're talking about when we talk about Tyga. I think what gets frustrating with Yachty is that he operates by that same principle, but then we sort of lapse back and forth between talking about him as a character, but then also I'm expected to take him seriously as a musician, even though he makes bad music. And I just am like, no, I want to do the Tyga thing where I compartmentalize him as a character and you don't ask, like... I, I don't think, think his music is just that viable. I no, don't know that. I mean, no, I, like I, I don't. The thing is that I don't know that. I, mean, I think the, the music the, is seamless with with Yachty's brand, though, in a way that it's yeah, not with Tiger. It services yeah. the brand. I, I yeah. agree with that. Right. And that I mean, like it's true. dumb. It's dumb music for dumb times. I mean, like it, it works for it works in that context. I'm just. I mean, but I think that it's like. I think that we can separate those two things out and we can both agree. I, I think that we're almost close to agreeing that Yadi is like a good character. Um, but the music side is that you want to say it's just like should not exist. And I'm just like, it's actually fine. And some of it's even good, despite him not being good at rapping. I find it really difficult to actively hate 
on Yachty. I mean, maybe I should talk a little bit about my journey from little Yachty yeah, hater let's to do that. Let's little talk. Yachty advocate. Let's talk about it. So yeah, my journey from little Yachty hater, or actually maybe not hater, but not understanding little Yachty to now low-key being an advocate for little Yachty because it was kind of jarring when he first emerged on the scene, and I think I couldn't really understand. I, on the surface, I think on first listen, he he's not a good rapper. I mean, that's immediate. Yeah. And it was difficult for me to kind of vibe with the music, but I find in typical old head fashion that having 21 songs to listen to, like a proper album from start to finish, and really immersing myself, because I didn't really listen to his tapes. I, I heard the singles. I'm not going to lie, the singles are catchy, and I like some of them, but really sitting with the full album, listening to it on headphones, like I used to listen to albums years ago. <laughs> I really I caught the vibe, you know, I can understand. It was it was guileless in a way, you know, kind of earnest. And, and I, I hesitate to use the word innocent because of all the dick sucking that's going on, but it, it, it's kind of like, I really kind of got it, you know? And, and I felt like this is time capsule music. This captures this generation. I mean, th this is from someone that's not in this generation, I guess, but in the same way that KRS... Return of the Boom Bap is like 92, 93 incarnate. I mean, I feel like in 20 years, you'll listen to Teenage Emotions and be like, this is 2017, you know, more so than listening to Kodak or Uzi Vert or whomever. I feel like Yachty actually did capture this moment and perfectly crystallize his brand and his sound over 21 songs. Yeah, it's too long, but I think he, he achieved that. So maybe we should go a little deeper into the album itself and, and play... Running with the ghost, as an example. Yeah. Yeah, in a vacuum, it's tough. <laughs> it sounds. It just sounds like an American Idol audition that did not turn out well for the contestant. Is what that verse sounds like to me. I just don't. I mean, okay. and I like, and it's weird because that's a song that I like. It's the sum of its parts, though. It's the sum of its parts because, like, isolating like eight bars from Yachty is never gonna really. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the song as a whole is, and I think Charity. Well, no, Charity did bring this up. He was just saying that, like, you know, it doesn't sound like a Yachty song. Uh, which I mean, like I guess I can agree with, but it's a good song nonetheless. I yeah. I think that it's, I think that's kind of like a microcosm of, you know, how you feel about Yachty. It's just like, do you really care how the music is made, or do you want to have a good time listening to it? Uh, I mean, that song in particular sounds a lot like this other record from last year uh, by this R and B songstress named Leaf. Actually, it was this song called Nada, on which. Yachty raps about, you know, like having a bad bitch that loves to cook his taters, which is really funny. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think, uh, I, but I mean, like, yeah, I, I think it's I, my experience with Yachty has been kind of like a longer version of Donnie's microcosm of listening to Teenage Emotions. It's just like you keep going back, you laugh at it initially, you keep going back to check for it, and at some point you have to come to acceptance that there's zero difference between liking something ironically and just liking it. 
but have to. That's an interesting phrase. I want to talk about it with regards to Donnie's experience because I do think that that's an interesting. I think other people, including Ebro, including Joe Button, have had louder versions of uh, a consideration that I I do want to maybe get into in a bit more nuanced way, which is like, what is the obligation uh, to? What is the obligation if you're in a certain generation of a fandom of music? So if you're a certain Gen X perspective on hip hop, what is the obligation to be like? I'm going to listen to Little Yachty until I like it. Because <laughs> to me, it's sort of like, I there's definitely some music that if I hadn't spent in life, right? And I would say Little Wayne is a good example of this for me because like, I was in college when Little Wayne had his mixtape run and it took me a long time to really vibe with Little Wayne. But I'm thankful that I tried. That's an indictment of you. That's yeah. an indictment of me. It That's... is. <laughs> but to me, I cannot, I'm, I'm always curious about what the line is between, you know, keeping an open mind no matter what age you get to in a fandom of a, of a genre of music that you really invest yourself in versus when you do sort of accept that like, eh, maybe this isn't my bag or maybe I am going to take a stand and be like, you know, maybe this makes me sound old, but yada, you're trying. Well, I'll tell you this, like if, the, if, if I just listen to the album beginning to end without knowing anything about I mean, maybe this speaks to your point without knowing anything about Yachty the brand I probably wouldn't get it so I've had over the course of two years now a 360 view of who Yachty is and I feel like this album is sort of the culmination of that mm. so it's listening to the album but knowing what he looks like knowing how irreverent he is seeing his commercials seeing him talk to Zane Lowe seeing him perform on Kimmel that sort of thing. Spar with Joe Budden. Yeah, seeing him spar with Joe Budden or not know who Big E is. I mean, that was a big moment in uh, recent hip hop Twitter history. When when uh, what did he say exactly? Yadi said he doesn't respect. He said Biggie is overrated. He said Biggie's overrated, and everyone clutched their pearls, and and I clutched my pearls too. Actually, I was like, that's. But you know, I've even now I kind of you know I mean even that now I'm kind of like sympathetic toward you know I mean he's 19 years old and you know this is the the biggie is the music that old people listen to to him yeah I mean I, I mean if we accept that he's a deeply incurious musician then yeah I <laughs> guess that makes sense as an explanation of why a rapper in 2017 had not has not heard of biggie smalls if we assume <laughs> literally the worst about little yachty then yeah that makes I, so sense. Justin you're kind of <laughs> talking about like critical relativism well, yeah, right like I'm, where it's like yeah yeah i mean like there's i i think that there is like and i and again this is another this is all stuff that's in the piece actually uh i to expound upon what i meant why i'm not really too bothered about that is that yes he was he's 19 and like you know i i get that he isn't listening to what are what's considered rap canon and also, I think it's bad to be a prominent figure in it if you don't have, you know, an understanding of it. But also, I really don't think there's too much wrong with being ahistorical because, I mean, like, whenever I hear that argument, I'm like, okay, yeah, it's bad. But also, learning everything about Biggie doesn't necessarily mean that it would make you rap better. That would be like a... <laughs> I mean, like you know, the, the that's that would be incidental to you being able to put hooks and bars together. I mean, I think this is a spoiled parent argument in defense of yeah. I mean, I think that if you remember last year, 
Kodak Black had a similar thing, right? Where he, I think... Talk, said he was better than Tupac. Yeah, it's like he had a similar incident where he basically trivialized the legacy. I think of, of Tupac and maybe some, he said something about Biggie at one point. But I, I, to me, the difference I read between the lines, between Kodak being that sort of like ahistorical and, and yadi, is that like... Kodak is like, look, I'm a rapper. Like, I'm not an idiot. I know who Biggie is. I'm just trying to tell you that, you know, my touch points are closer to Lil Boosie and Lil Wayne and mm-hmm. Gucci Mane. Like, mm-hmm. he he is he is irreverent and he is trying. He's he's signaling this sort of generational break. But he's also like, I'm not an idiot who doesn't know who Biggie Smalls is. In I don't a way that Yachty's that he, just like, oh, shucks, I don't know who Biggie is. I don't, like, I'm young, I, I, I'm a teen. I've, like, I've, I think that's crazy. I don't I think, think that's that, like, crazy. I don't think, yes, it is, like, it is crazy if you And I think it's disingenuous. To, and I don't think it's just crazy. I think it's false and disingenuous. I, de- I mean, like, I, I, I definitely think that he knows who, I mean, who the hell doesn't know who Biggie is? Everybody knows that. I think the point is, and yes, he could have benefited from choosing his words way more carefully. And I mean, like, and he admitted that in that everyday struggle thing with Joe Budden. He was just like, yeah, that was like, you know, that was that that was not a good look. I think that the point that he was trying to make is the one where it's just kind of like when Vince Staples was talking about how 90s rap is overrated. It's just like, you know, okay, I mean, like, I was... You know, like I was watching SpongeBob SquarePants. I wasn't reading Source magazine at the time. <laughs> you know, like it's I, I get that, and and I think that's fair for the kind of music he makes. And yeah. I think that the it, to to bring it back to teenage emotions, when he tries to prove you know rap cl- like uh, rap critics wrong, uh, like yourself, Charity on the album is kind of where he stumbles, like. Uh, on Peekaboo saying like I, I, you know like she blow that dick like a cello is like very stupid it's funny but like him trying to rap is how do you blow a dick like a cello I, I honestly I don't know I've been thinking about that one I mean Maybe like we should play a little bit of Peekaboo yeah. uh, it's the song featuring Migos the rapping is better. His rapping got better. He's like, he's kind of in the pocket there, no? Yeah. I mean, I Justin? think so. It's just that anybody that anybody looks bad next to Offset. I'm just, just saying. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like, it's that, those are like the cracks in, uh, in you know, the whole Yachty persona. I think it would have been better served as just going, throwing himself fully into the pop thing or doing, you know, mixtape QC stuff and like, you know, like I, I you know, work in the same studio as, uh, Young Thug, Migos, and Pee Wee Longway versus, you know, like, I am trying to do Cindy Lauper. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the, I mean, let's be real, the whole album is about as as deep as a hot tub, right? I mean, he's not really talking about, I, I was, one of the main through lines that I identified was him talking about how he doesn't care what people think, and you know, it's like, the more you talk about how you don't care about something, the more you care about it, so yeah. I do think, to your point, Micah, he is kind of flexing and kind of trying to show people that he can rap and he's also insisting that 
he doesn't care if people clown him and this and that. And I think that's kind of growing pains too. Yeah, right? I mean, like as being a teenager is like <laughs> exactly. part, part of it's it is- teenage emotions. Yeah, I mean, like part of it is constantly searching for acceptance and validation while can, trying to convince the world that you don't need or want it. It's like, that's what being a teenager is. That's also what being most rappers <laughs> is. Like that, I think that's sort of my other objection to Yachty though, is that like, Great, but that's a dime a dozen perspective in the SoundCloud era of rap music. Yeah. Right? Like the idea that, like what you're describing sounds great. It also sounds like what Little Uzi Vert, Kodak Black, Young, Th it sounds like what countless other rappers that have do. emerged after Yachty, right? No, either simultaneous Yachty or, or people before. I mean, like, we don't even have to stay to this generation of rap. I just mean that I don't. No, I'm I not, think, but I I'm think not rap, saying that that sentiment is original. Sure, I'm, sure, sure. I'm just saying yeah. that rap is so saturated with people who are writing songs from that point of view that I don't think it's enough to care. I don't think it's enough to put Yachty on a pedestal just the fact that he telegraphs it in press releases in super explicit languages and does a lot of telling instead of showing that. Yeah. Well, speaking to what you were talking about earlier, Micah, about the 80s pop, or just like the sort of blatant pop uh, attempts at pop hits, maybe we can hear a little bit about, uh, a little bit of better, which seems to be kind of riding the trends of... I love music. Maybe you can sing that hook, Micah, you can sing that hook. <laughs> uh, maybe harmonize it a little bit. Listen, man, if you're good at something, never do it for free. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. Say it's good, I say it's great, but it could be better. It always could always be better. You say it's good, but it could be better. It always could always be better. Is that not ninth grade in a nutshell right there? It's scribbling it? in my composition <laughs> notebook about the girl that's sitting three chairs in front of me. Now, Charity, you, you thought that this was kind of a... Uh, a bridge too far. This, I mean, yeah. the fact that he's making, I think, as you said, Carnival Cruise, Carnival Cruise oh, type music. Yeah, he's like twenty-eight <laughs> months to Carnival Cruise music as a musical wave. I don't, yeah, I don't think of it as a bridge too far. I, to me, I just listen to that record, and I, and I do think it's sort of a standout record from this tape. But I also listen to it, and I'm like, yeah, this is a guy who, specifically that sound. It's like, of course, you make this record when you don't actually have any interesting musical ideas, and your whole album is you sort of like mad grabbing for some sort of trend to latch onto to carry you in the top forty. That's what that record sounds like to me, and it doesn't sound like. It just sounds like Mr. Me Too. <laughs> it just sounds like a Mr. Me Too song. This whole album is twenty-one tracks of Mr. Me Too. Yeah, but I mean, I guess the, from the snippets that we've played, the different songs, you do get a sense that there is. You know, it's like every side of Yada, you get the auto-tune crooning, you have some actual rapping, and, you know, like, I think he's really delivering what his fans want, right? Yeah, I mean, well, I guess, uh, like, it's very, like, it's, like, the entire thing is obvious on several different levels, but, I mean... I don't know. I, I can't remember exactly what interview it was. And I mean, like, you probably said this in the Joe Budden interview, too. I feel like he's repeated it a couple times, but it's just like, you know, uh, what is, like, confronted with questions about whether he makes derivative music, 
or whether he's a buffoon or, you know, like why he seems so happy all the time. It's just kind of like he will say things like, you know, well, I mean, I can't really be mad or, you know, like whatever. Just, I mean, like my sister has 500 pairs of shoes. My mom has a new house and a new car. Like, I mean, like on Say My Name, like, which is probably one of the better tracks that's on, a good song on, yeah on the album he says my brother used to sleep in a hyundai now he spends about 100 j's on a fun day which is like very you know that's very but, birthdays were the worst days right yeah i mean like it's that's I, like, big I, for I 2017 that's uncomplicatedly inspiring <laughs> to me <laughs> okay but know. it's un- but see this is the thing right is that like this is the power of the yachty brand is that you're citing this this interview quote but it's like that interview quote of like you know, I'm happy all the time, et cetera, et cetera. I don't think that obscures the fact that half of this album is him sounding miserable and being like, people used to pick on me and I'm mad about it. Like, I listen to the music and I hear that and no amount of branding is going to, like, I, I think really papers over the fact I mean, once that again, you once pay again, attention to Little Yachty's it's, music. It's teenage emotions. Sure, I'm, I'm conceding that. I'm just saying that I think it is, I just think it's interesting. <laughs> that I just Yachty, think it's funny that Yachty's, <laughs> that Yachty's extracurricular activities always basically serve to obscure elements of a music, like how bad it is and how pessimistic and cynical he can be in it yeah. because he's happy and like talks in a weird voice in interviews. Well, okay, so here's the irony of it all, I think, is that He's the king of teens. This album is called Teenage Emotions, and this is his debut studio album. And now someone old like me is actually, you know, giving him credit and actually appreciating the music. Does that mean that Little Yachty is now actually passe? <laughs> is he washed now? Is, is like, what if Yachty Ebro washed? and Joe Budden started liking him? Is then, you know, because it's like I'm already seeing the early returns for the reviews for Teenage Emotions and as Justin was pointing out the hairline of one of the reviewers, it seems like the old people are like... That was savage, by the way. How do you do, fellow kids? <laughs> I, I kind of feel like uh, the old people, the olds now are kind of like, oh, I get it. That's kind of the consensus, right? That this is like a dumbest shit, but it captures a vibe and it should be respected. I mean, I think that's the company line, at least just a handful of early reviews I've seen. Michael, what's your impression, actually? I'm curious what you've seen so far. To air is human. To a <laughs> is arguably more human. I don't know. I like, I'm, I'm, like, I am, like I was saying before, like, some of it is really, really bad, and some of it is, and a smaller amount of it is great, and most of it's fine. I mean... I think that it is a decent vehicle for uh, the Yachty brand, which I think is uh, like, which I think is the point. And I think well, here's, yep, the you, point of rap music is to be a vehicle for brands. No, well, here's that is. Not, well, here's, here's, not here's, the point of rap music, man. I well, mean, like, it, this isn't even like the thing is that I, we are we are not saying that, like this isn't even rap. It's like this is pop music. I mean, let me ask two questions then as we kind of wrap this up. First question is: Do you think the release of this album will swing the tide of popular opinion in favor of Lil Yachty? That's one question. And the second question is, do you think it will be a hit record? I think this Billboard. album will last the weekend. I think this album I don't think, I, I think, I don't, th- like, I, I mean, I was, I've said it already. Like, it's just like, if you're not on board, this isn't going to win you over, I don't think. 
I except think that me. this is except me. I'm yeah, on board okay. Now. This is this is this is except for Donnie, <laughs> he's on board now. I think that this is. Uh, I mean, like, yeah, it's an appeal to a, a more mainstream audience. Um, what was the second question? I forgot. Is it gonna? Because Justin keeps saying that he thinks the audience is not going to be around next year, and this album is going to flop, which I vehemently disagree with. But what do you think, Micah? Like, is this album going to be a hit record? I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I'd like a hit record. I don't think so. I think that there are a couple hits on it. Um, but I mean, like, as far as Yachty being around next year, I didn't know that Yachty was going to stick around this long. I mean, it was this year has basically been a bunch of really unforeseen things, like a bunch of like successes that I like you couldn't call. Like, but. So, I mean, like, to say that I know whether he's going to be here next year or not is, I mean, would be folly. Micah, you, you know how earlier this year everyone tripled down on Hendrix by Future because they know they're supposed to like Future and no one wants to be caught not liking Future? Hendrix is a great good, album, but okay? But wasn't good, Charity. and then it, it disappeared and no one listened to it ever Hendrix, again and it, no one wants to talk about it. Hendrix, I think this is Yachty's that. Hendrix, I think this is everyone knows they're supposed to like Yachty at this point. I want everybody to know bad, that like, although like Charity just performatively earlier on this record, I mean, like earlier on this podcast said that he finally got into Wayne earlier this year in private. I didn't say earlier this year. No, 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 no. Stop. Let me finish. What I'm saying is that, like, I'm not saying that you said it. You got into Wayne earlier this year. I mean, like, you said to me in person, Wayne is bad earlier this year. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. You be flying off the cuff a lot. If we collected every statement that was like blank is bad that Justin has said, he said pizza is bad. Pizza is bad. Wayne is bad. So we're going way left now. So are there any last words here? My last word is just that, like, Early career, the like, teen Wayne was the best Wayne. Okay, that's my last word. I'm sorry. No, about Lil, about Lil Yachty and Teenage Emotions. Because I feel like this album is going to be big. Am I totally off base? I mean, I feel like that's why, you know, maybe uh, maybe he's, he's, he's washed now. I think Playboy Cardi mixtape in stores now. I think... <laughs> Uh, I'm just trying to let y'all Trap Lord in stores now uh, You know what I'm saying Gucci May Booming in stores now Alright, alright, alright Well, <laughs> thank you Micah And thank you Justin For this very illuminating discussion About Lil Yachty Thanks Donnie yeah. Thank <laughs> you Donnie for, for, for bearing with us With our 24 hours of Yachty uh, obsession 24 hours Alright, so Micah What is your last word On Yachty and Teenage Emotions? My priorities are fucked. They really are making man. Rather write raps than write a paper. Hey, fuck my college school, they some haters. Hey, whole squad of hustlers like the movie takers. Got a bougie yellow bitch, look like vanilla wafers. $80,000 spent on jewelry today. I don't point no fingers, I can't do no jewelry, do they? Niggas claiming that they know me, but like, really, do they? Bars.